Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Undivided here on the Life Coach Radio Network, which is brought to you by Audible.com. That's Audible.com, the world's leader in spoken audio, audiobooks, speeches, and online periodicals. It's Audible.com, the sponsor of our program. That's Audible.com. Head on over to Audible.com after the show tonight and head over to the drop-down menu and enter Life Coach Radio Network to enter in for a free 30-day trial of audible.com compliments of our sponsor here on the Life Coach Radio Network. And welcome into Undivided. We are live here at 7 o'clock on the East Coast. I'm your host, Frank Chamaduri. It is October the 3rd in the year 2018. And tonight's episode, number 31, Masculinity and Being a Real Man, with my special guest, Rick Harrigan. Rick Harrigan will join us in a moment. First, the disclaimer. The views of episode, undivided episode number 31 on the Life Coach Radio Network, Masculinity and Being a Real Man with Rick Harrigan, are not necessarily the views of myself as host, Frank Chimaduri, my guest this evening, Rick Harrigan, and certainly may not be the views of the Life Coach Radio Network. And now that we move beyond the disclaimer, welcome in everyone to Undivided. And I hope you all have been well over the last two weeks. We received some great feedback from the fitness show that I had with Suzanne Riley two nights, two weeks ago tonight. And now we'll talk this evening about masculinity. So I really appreciate the support that the show has been given. And this is a timely topic. As I've always said in the past, I have never desired this show to be a political show, a show that's a rant. The show is designed to uplift and inspire people. And I know there's a lot of uh, animosity. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of hurt feelings, and there's a lot of division and discord in society today with different viewpoints on gender, different viewpoints on masculinity, different viewpoints on the role of men in every institution in society from, you know, the government to what we have going on right now in Washington, D.C., to what we have going on in the church, to what we have going on in the entertainment industry with CVS and Les Moonves and that whole thing to the whole Harvey Weinstein scenario. But what you'll hear tonight, I've done other shows about women's issues and I was asked, well, when are you going to do a show about men? And that's, that's a great point because in all fairness and all balance and this being undivided, we look for divisions in society and we'll look to raise awareness on certain issues So we're going to talk a lot tonight about what it means to be a real man and what society and what the culture may want you to think is being, quote, unquote, a real man. And that whole beer drinking, rowdy, uh, uh, tough guy type of image is tonight what we're going to talk about as far as comparing boy psychology versus man psychology. That's more the boy psychology. And the man psychology, the real man, is countercultural. We're going to delve into that with Rick this evening. A real man is gentle, reserved, well-rounded, 
a role model to those around him, shows integrity and respect and love to all those around him. There's a um, different different uh, therapists, excuse me, have had different viewpoints on masculinity. The archetypes that we're going to be speaking about tonight are from the psychologist Carl Jung. The warrior, the magician, the king, and the lover are the four archetypes of masculinity that were identified by Mr. Jung when he was going through and writing different uh, uh, materials on this topic. The warrior is more like an activator. The magician's a clarifier. The king is a stabilizer. The lover is a unifier. And we're going to take you through those different archetypes tonight and the archetypes that define a real man. And we're going to do that with Rick Harrigan. So what a perfect guest to have on. Rick is a career and life purpose coach dedicated to helping men reclaim their power, reignite their passion, and rediscover their purpose so they can rejuvenate their lives and careers. Rick was born and raised in Metuchen, New Jersey, another Jersey guy, so I'm really happy about that. He attended Rutgers, graduated magna cum laude in 1996, then headed out to Los Angeles, had a very successful career on the surface. But underneath, he was really disenchanted, really disconnected. He underwent a a significant spiritual awakening and reinvented himself in his career. He moved to Colorado, became a career coach, and now helps other men through their midlife career and different changes in their life. So he lives out in Colorado with his wife and his 10-year-old daughter. Rick Harrigan, I'm going to bring you up now. Rick, welcome to Undivided. Hi, Frank. Thanks a lot, and uh, it's really good to be here. I'm really excited. Uh, really great to have you. Blessed to have you. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly fine. How about myself? Excellent. Very, very important thing when you do in our live podcast, as I've said before. Um, <laughs> pretty critical if we couldn't hear each other talk. Now, there is a delay. You'll get <laughs> that would used be to problematic. Uh, absolutely. There is a slight delay. You'll get used to it as we uh, roll through the punches here. Uh, So as I said in the intro, the first segment of our show is called The Divide. And we're looking at societal or cultural views of masculinity, you know, versus and and kind of uh, contrasted with, you know, the perception of society that's based upon years of stereotypes and all these misconceptions and misperceptions of how a real man, quote unquote, is supposed to think or act. Uh, you know, how do the archetypes by Jung address those two sides? You know, some people think that masculinity has become soft. How do the archetypes address those two sides of the discourse on masculinity? Uh, it's a great question, Frank. And, you know, it, it really cuts to the, to the heart of the matter here. Um, you know, first off, um, I think a lot of the problem stems from uh, just the, this idea of a real man and what a real man is supposed to be. Um, and it's, it's certainly become perverted um, and uh, infantilized in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, essentially if, if we prescribe to this archetypal um, arrangement of the male psyche, um, you know, there, 
it, it even questions if there is such a thing as a as a real man. It, it perhaps um, prescribes more to a a good man, a mature man, uh, a highly conscious man. Um, but um, delving deeper, you know, on on one side of the spectrum, you know, you have this this man psychology, uh, which is this mature uh, light aspect of of masculinity and then on the other side you have boy psychology uh which is you know an, an immature um miscontrived version of of male psychology um but even you know within the man psychology it's important to uh delineate between sort of the the light aspect of that and uh, a lower consciousness shadow aspect um and, it, you know, going back to the, the idea of a real man, um, you know, I always like to say if, uh, if a man wants to be real, he has to learn how to feel. Um, and in order to truly feel, you know, you've really got to be free from fear, uh, free from your ego. And then when you've attained that, then you can truly become uh, a highly conscious, mature man who, who really manifests the light side of these mar- uh, masculine archetypes. Um, now, you know, these, these archetypes would, um, address these two sides by, you know, bringing them together. Uh, they're all about unity. Uh, you mentioned the lover being all about unity, uh, unity. The, the king is also a uniter and also an organizer, uh, and also the one that really crystallizes the boy into the man, uh, and the warrior, which is, uh, perhaps the most misunderstood, of the archetypes is, is really the doer, the, the doer in chief, the one who gets things done uh, and think of it in its highest aspect as more of a, uh, a spiritual warrior. Uh, and then of course you have the magician who is kind of the, uh, the calculator of the psyche who decides which of the other, um, which of the other archetypes should come on at which particular time. Um, and it's within these aspects and, you know, being fully realized within all of these aspects that they really create this magnificent alchemy that, that balances, um, you know, these two sides of the equation and allows a man to, um, you know, have many, many aspects to his character. Um, you know, when you talk about, well, there's real men versus men being soft, it, it really transcends that. Uh, via the incredible alchemy that takes place when all four of these aspects are realized. That's true. There's a couple of guys out there that have talked about these four components being the four components to a healthy and mature masculinity and that some guys have one or two of the four and have to focus as far as in a personal development kind of aspect on the other two or the other one or two that they do not have really uh, uh, developed or really explored um, in order to have that balance. Uh, I like the word alchemy and in order to have that going, going on so that they can be the most highly conscious. And you know, as we're discussing here is the, the best version of themselves for lack of a better word uh, exactly. to take place. And the news media and some social movements have really pushed the national consciousness on masculinity to a point that some feel is critically important because men have held positions of power in politics and business for decades. I referenced some of that in the introduction here tonight. However, this is offset by other groups of people that feel 
that we have made masculine men a negative connotation to the point where it's almost a, like a bad word. And that sort of division will ultimately undermine our societal progress. How would the archetypes of masculinity address this divide? Yeah, um, very similar to, um, you know, to what I was discussing earlier about the unifying factors and, and the particular alchemy. Um, but, you know, it's, it's also important to note that, you know, this, this polarized binary nature of, of our discourse <laughs> is, is definitely not doing us any favors these days. Um, and, you know, it, it's always the case that the, the most extreme uh, aspects of each social movement are the loudest. Um, so, you know, I, I believe that's important to keep in mind because I do think um, most people uh, and, and men <laughs> specifically are capable of, um, you know, perceiving shades of gray within that. Um, and, you know, and nothing that I speak of here is is absolute in terms of masculinity. There's obviously a very, very broad spectrum of it. Um, but for for me and and I think many men these days, you know, masculinity should absolutely not be uh, a bad word. Um, you know, masculinity should be celebrated the same way femininity should be celebrated. Um, it's a beautiful thing uh, across the board. And um, you know, th- these mature masculine archetypes, more than anything, speak to really an, an overall mindset. Of, of respect, of empathy, empowerment, um, equality, and, and societal uplift. Um, uh, for example, uh, the mature aspect of the king, which would apply to, to men in power, um, always seeks to, well, it doesn't necessarily to apply the men we have in power these days, but in its uh, highest aspect, um, they always seek to lift up, empower, and uh, enlighten the people. It's, it's a very generative healing energy, uh, not entirely unlike the queen energy on, uh, on the feminine side. Um, so, you know, the king would, would heal this divide by uniting his people, so to speak. Uh, the warrior would make a stand for equality and what's right, whether it be a man or a woman. Uh, whereas the magician would seek to educate uh, as well as illustrate the nuances of the situation so that, may, so that people may see, um, you know, those shades of gray rather than strictly black and white. Um, and then finally, the lover um, would seek to illustrate the oneness that pervades all of us that we all share and, and the natural compassion that arises from that oneness. So you can really begin to see how these archetypes can really create uh, a higher level of consciousness and uh, a higher level approach to this divide. It's really fascinating. It really is when you get into it. I know I've had some conversations with some people before we came on tonight and, you know, the days leading up to the show and some of them were familiar and some of them were not. It's a really fascinating way to look at, at this subject and, and kind of give some, some really uh, crystallize it, I think, for some people because they'll see those different aspects within themselves. We're at 7.15 already. I know it goes by fast. Um, we'll take a short break here on Undivided Episode number 31, and we'll be back in a moment. Sisters of the Diaspora, upcoming show promotion, Trina Ramsey and the gals, Sisters of the Diaspora, Thursday nights on the Life Coach chat channel. Trina and the gals, 
Rack at you with a brand new episode on October the 18th, live at 7 p.m. on the Life Coach chat channel. So check that out. That's Sisters of the Diaspora, Thursday nights on the Life Coach chat channel, part of the Life Coach radio network family of channels. Give from the heart. Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. That's Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. www.salvationarmy.us.org. That's www.salvationarmy.us.org. Hurricane Florence, still a big issue, still needs some help. Or you could type in the zip code for your local area or the most impoverished area of your state and donate to them. We're back here on Undivided, episode number 31, Masculinity and Becoming a Real Man. Rick Harrigan along with me. And right before we went to the short 15-minute break, we were talking about these different archetypes and the the blend or the combination of them and how they round out a mature and well-balanced, highly conscious man. In that vein, you know, why is it important that we transition as men, as we talked about and talked about in the intro and you touched on in the last answer, why is it important that we transition as men from a boy psychology to a man psychology? And what sort of uh, fundamentals and changes fundamentally have to take place to do so? Yeah, great, great question. Um, well, first Thank off, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, first off, you know, boy psychology uh, in its time and in its place is, is a wonderful thing. You know, it's, it's an important step in our development. Uh, it's where we derive our playfulness, uh, our fun, our dreams, our, our sense of wonder, and, and an absolutely um, amazing source of energy. Um, however, you know, there, there comes a time and a place where uh, that boy needs to expand his horizons, so to speak, um, and sort of transition from uh, a somewhat self-centered point of view to more of a worldly point of view um, and, and recognize the, the breadth of life and, and everything it has to offer. Um, so, you know, uh, once uh, a boy undergoes a, a process of, of realization, um, coming to terms with their limitations, uh, creating more openness, creating more empathy, um, and, you know, ultimately, it's, it's humility and, uh, and transcendence of the ego in order to serve something bigger than ourselves that really, truly a- allows this process to, uh, to unfurl. Um, so, you know, when, when the boy archetypes are, are modulated, uh, tempered, enriched by life's experiences, um, and, you know, a lot of time this, times it, it takes a, a guiding hand of some sort. Uh, and that's that's one thing we are sorely missing in society today are um, any any sense of structures, uh, especially communal structures that are that are dedicated to essentially, you know, showing young men and, and boys the, the right way, uh, a higher conscious, uh, a high, more highly conscious way. Um, and, you know, these guiding hands are, are very important. Uh, and one could argue that that they were lost um, you know, with the, with the industrial revolution and the shift from a sort of tribal agrarian society to more of an industrial uh, individualistic society. Um, but, you know, when, when it's done correctly, 
um, and all these, you know, sort of boxes are checked, so to speak. Um, you know, the, the boy um, uh, and that uh, archetype, which would be, let's say, the divine child uh, turns into the king. Uh, the precocious child becomes the magician. The Oedipal child becomes the lover. Uh, and, and the hero becomes the warrior. Uh, and I think the hero is, is the best illustration of the importance to that. Because, you know, when, when you're a boy, or perhaps some of the audience doesn't know, but when you're a boy, you're always the hero of your own story. And, uh, you know, there's a bit of self-aggrandizement that goes on there. Um, but, you know, as, as we mature into men, the important thing is that we become warriors for a cause greater than ourselves. We become kings for a power greater than ourselves. Um, we become magicians to uh, expand the knowledge that is greater than ourselves. And we become lovers to connect all of this together. Um, and it's there where, you know, the true beauty of these masculine archetypes really flower. Yes, I couldn't help but think of some of my friends in the hero and the stories. You know, I pushed a car with a flat tire, you know, three miles. <laughs> I, uh, I shot a deer and, you know, uh, carried my friend who hurt his leg at the same time up oh, you yeah, know, a mountain. Yeah. Or I, whatever. I fought a bear yeah. off with my notebook on the way to school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all the hero in our own stories. Exactly. Point. Oh, boy. And a lot of guys are in every story, you know, and the this, this story gets bigger and changes as you hear it over the years. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So and if, if you go back really to um, if you go back to even the, the myths that um, have come down to us over millennia and across numerous cultures, uh, you know, in, in many, many, many of those myths, the uh, the hero dies. And, and becomes sort of this mythological figure afterwards. The hero dies, and essentially that's the, the death of the boy, um, you know, sacrificing himself, and in that sacrifice becoming, you know, a man, something bigger than himself. That's fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. That really is interesting. Um, how do the archetypes address the divine society that has one side feeling that men are quote unquote entitled and that should change compared to the side that feels that societal shifts are going too far the other way. And I know people that think this, that we're going too far the other way and that men are quote unquote getting the shaft. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> um, sure. I'm going to get and you in you trouble. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not at all. Um, you know, again, I, it's, it's my deep conviction that, you know, these, these archetypes uh, are, are perfectly, um, you know, constructed, so to speak, um, to navigate uh, just this sort of divide once again. Um, you know, and, and no matter which side of that divide you may fall on, uh, you know, your experience is totally valid. Um, you know, it, it's valid to everything that you are and everything that is, you know, uh, consisted of your life to that point. Um, but, you know, there, there is sort of a, a more higher uh, understanding that one can come to within that. You know, for example, the lover would uh, prescribe compassion for that, you know, no matter which side of the equation that you fall on. 
um, you know, the magician, again, would, would prescribe wisdom and nuance within that. Um, you know, the, the warrior, again, stands up for what's right and seeks the, the justice and equality in the situation, regardless of whether it's a man, a woman, uh, someone who feels entitled, someone who's getting the shaft. You know, there, there are universal themes of justice that the warrior prescribes to. Um, and then, you know, really, it's, it's the king um, that, that plays the, the vital role in that, because it's the king that really organizes all the other archetypes. It's, it's the king that usually comes online last uh, in, in these archetypes uh, and really crystallizes the boy into the man. Um, and like I said, he, he just organizes the other archetypes, balances them, uh, and ultimately decides where uh, in this gray area that exists within these two extremes of the divide um, where we come down and, and how we want to act upon that. Um, you know, the, the king is the unifier and, and he consciously leads the way. Um, so that's how, you know, the, the archetypes, so to speak, would, would address that divide. Um, and, you know, societally, uh, I believe that, you know, if we can tap into that level of compassion, understanding, equality, um, and, and ultimately wisdom and, and, you know, we, we can bridge that divide. Um, and it's, it's interesting to me, I think that, you know, a, a lot of the issue here is, is masculinity and, and the toxicity that it has undoubtedly slipped into. Um, but I also think that the way out is through, um, you know, you, you can't wish masculinity away but you can teach a better way of masculinity. You can. I I tend to agree with that. And and I, in studying this myself, see a lot of, of my own self in, in the archetypes, which was really uh, very fascinating to me in, in a lot of ways. And, and so, oh, that's where that comes from, you know. <laughs> uh, totally. You know, right? Or you look at different Absolutely. things and you say, why do I have this? Right. I have this deep, you know, conviction to leave a legacy, you know, well, that comes from a king, you know, Absolutely. And, and thinking about, you know, following what makes you feel alive. Well, that's another king, you know, aspect. Yeah. Um, lover so as well. Really lover interesting. Well. To me. Very passionate. Yeah. Right. Very compassionate. And then the warrior, you know, decisiveness. I have to make a lot of decisions throughout the day. Uh, so you think about all those different aspects and it's, um, really enlightening to the, to the discourse and uh, to what people may perceive and, and where we could kind of get a, a good blueprint here to, to navigate this, this situation. Um, you know, certainly you touched on it a little bit, uh, the abuse of power position, the abuse of status by a comparatively small group of men has done irreparable and immeasurable harm groups of people in all facets and sectors of society. I touched on it in the introduction tonight. How can the archetypes help to present a new honest representation of masculinity to help mend our broken society? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big one. That's, that's huge. And, you know, the, the first thing I think that's important to recognize is that this abuse of power, uh, position, status, um, is, is not, <laughs> is not highly conscious masculinity. It is, it is definitely 
boy psychology. Um, it's, it's not evolved. Uh, and it's not really what true masculinity is all about. Um, and I know, you know, we're talking about what makes up a, a real man or a true man or a good man. Uh, and that certainly isn't it. <laughs> um, and, and that's, that's just being quite frank. It's, it's, uh, it's a very perverted, puerile uh, approach to masculinity. Um, you know, the, one of the, the shadow aspects of especially boy psychology in the king realm is, uh, is the high chair tyrant. You know, the, the boy that just, just doesn't function on any level other than his immediate needs. And when they're not met, he lashes out. Um, now, I'm not drawing any comparisons or anything with that. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's an example of, of masculinity dr- gone awry. Um, but, you know, to really um, jump into it, you know, the first thing that the framework, you know, does is, is recognize, you know, the damage that has been done. Uh, whether we've done it or not, and and seek to right those wrongs. It's it's personal responsibility is huge, uh, and empathy and and being aware, you know, that these wrongs have been done. Um, and again, you know, men need to grasp humility. Um, but from there, you know, we can't wallow in uh, in self pity or or humiliation. You know, by by embracing these um, mature, highly conscious aspects of, of masculinity, we empower ourselves and, and all others really to right these wrongs and create a more uh, equal, open, accepting society. Um, you know, but, but really the first step is for, you know, men themselves to, to recognize that the old system, uh, the old patriarchy is, is not the right way to do things, quite frankly. That's an excellent answer, and I hope that really sheds some light for our audience and uh, helping them and helping people to heal and to to mend after what's been a very difficult couple of months, in, not only in this country, but throughout our world. Uh, we're right on the mark at 730, uh, right on the mark for a midpoint of the show break. Rick should do this for a living. He should get a podcast himself. <laughs> like <a laughs> I appreciate pro. that. Like a seasoned pro, but we'll uh, be back in a second uh, here on on episode 31 of Undivided. First, some upcoming show promotions here at the midpoint of the program. Kick some glass. That's kick some glass. Tammy Banfield, remember she came on this program. Melissa Blackmore is her co-host. Tammy and Melissa back you know, from their summer break, I didn't have a summer break, but I guess they did. I, I was ribbing uh, them about that the other day. Kick some glass. The first and third Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Radio Network. Excellent information if you are, especially if you're a woman, you're looking to advance your career, transition your career. Uh, their last show was all about uh, different presentations of uh, resumes and doing uh, resumes and CVs and marketing yourself in an evolving job market. That's Tammy Banfield, Melissa Blackmore, Kick Some Glass, G-L-A-S-S, like the glass ceiling, first and third Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Life Coach Radio Network. Replenish Me, Replenish Me, Cordelia Gaffar. That's Cordelia Gaffar. Replenish Me, the latest and newest of all the uh, series here on Life Coach Radio Network. 
She airs the second and fourth Wednesday. I'm the first and third. So next week, Wednesday, October the 10th, one week from tonight, is her next episode, Cordelia Gaffar, Replenish Me, Wednesday, October 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern Live. Her last show had a guest, uh, Kim Fisk, uh, newly published author, really interesting show. If you can, check it out. Replenish Me, Cordelia Gaffar, Wednesday, October the 10th. It's one week from now, 7 p.m. Eastern Live on the Life Coach Radio Network. And speaking of replenishment, speaking of uh, moving forward in your life, uh, seeking to heal yourself, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. If you or someone that you know or love has something that's just, they can't work it out, they can't get around it, and they have thoughts of harming themselves, please call the number, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. Operators and professionals are standing by, and they want you to know that you matter. Every life is precious. Every life is created and endowed by God. Please call the number. It's it's worth it. Please talk to someone, 800-273-8255. Food for the Poor, that's Food for the Poor, great charity out of South Florida, www.foodforthepoor.org, or call 800-427-9104. That's Food for the Poor, www.foodforthepoor.org, 800-427-9104. And finally, since this is a a show about men, a show about masculinity, a show about real men, a, a situation that faces a lot of men, especially in this country at some point in their lives, the organization is called Zero. The End of Prostate Cancer. That's zero. The End of Prostate Cancer. They can be reached at 888-245-9455. That's 888-245-9455 or at zero cancer. That's all one word, the, the, the word zero, cancer.org. That's zero, the end of prostate cancer. Here on the Life Coach Radio Network, audible.com is our sponsor, Undivided Show. That's undivided, S-H-O-W, at gmail.com. If you would like to email a question for Rick or myself, I am now going to open the phone lines to 646-716-9397. That phone number, again, is 646-716-9397. If you'd like to call in with a question or comment for Rick or myself on this topic, 646-716-9397. So, Rick, I hope you're still with me. We're back after the midpoint of the show break. And now we transition the show into what's called Bridging the Divide. So we talked about in the Divide segment uh, a number of different things. And in this segment, we're trying to tie both of those things together. So how do we bridge the divide between those who feel that men have caused most of our societal problems, because there's some people that feel that way, with those who feel that men have been emasculated by a society gone soft, quote unquote, and those that feel that true masculinity, as well as a shift to the man psychology, would be an integral component to society regaining the proper alignment. It's a big question. Uh, I hope you can break it down for us. <laughs> you you really are intent on on getting me in trouble, aren't you, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, let's do this. Um, you know, I, I think the, the key thing that you touched on there 
is, um, you know, is, is alignment. Um, you know, because there are certainly those who have very, very valid issues um, with uh, patriarchy, with toxic masculinity, who suffered at the hands of men who are suffering from toxic masculinity, um, and they are very, very, very valid. Um, you know, as far as men that have been emasculated by a society gone soft, um, you know, in, in their minds, it's, it's also very valid to feel that way because there, there has been uh, somewhat of a swing of the pendulum in, in many camps saying, you know, masculinity is, is a bad word, um, you know, which is one of the things that, that you opened with. Uh, and then finally, uh, you know, you have those that feel that true masculinity, as well as a shift to the man psychology, uh, you know, will be an integral component to this. I, I happen to fall into that camp. Um, and, and I think perhaps, you know, some of the, um, the alignment that would occur in that camp can, uh, can illuminate that a bit. And that's, you know, that's to say that, again, it requires these different aspects of our uh, our psyches, um, our understanding, our personalities, to to really um, you know tie this all together and and perhaps bridge that divide. Um, you mentioned when uh, you know perhaps certain areas one of these archetypes is is way stronger than the other, or may be the only archetype present. Um, you know that that's a, a recipe for things going way out of whack. Um, you know, that's, that's where, you know, the, the, let's say the warrior, um, you know, since he is, is often the most misunderstood. Um, it's, it's very easy for somebody who has a very strong warrior aspect to their psyche to feel like society has gone soft. Uh, that's where the importance of the lover comes in because the lover tempers the warrior uh, and, and tempers uh, perhaps that uh, aggressiveness or, um, you know, just that impulse. However, um, you know, if you're all lover, you're going to think that any act of aggression or defense is, is wrong. Um, you know, and it's, it's, and this sort of in, in a broad sense uh, spans men, men and women um, and transgender in that, you know, all of these adult archetypes have to come online uh, for this societal elevation to occur. Um, you know, they're, they're somewhat universal, um, you know, with the lover being compassion, the magician being uh, understanding um, and knowing which buttons to press, the warrior for standing up and getting things done, and the king for organizing, uh, balancing, and uniting. Um, you know, that needs to take place on a societal level. Um, and really, a large part of that, when I, you know, and it goes back to what I talked about with boy to man psychology it requires an understanding that is deeper than just that which is going on in our own heads. Uh, you know, we, we need to broaden our perspectives, get out of our own heads, and, and you know, perhaps inhabit what somebody else's, um, you know, psychological terrain might look like based on what they've gone through in their lives. Um, it's, it's really important, and that, you know, is a key factor in transitioning from, uh, you know, boy psychology to man psychology or even girl psychology to woman psychology. Um, you know, speaking again from, from the male perspective, um, you know, which, which I do, um, 
it's, it, it really comes down to creating some sort of structures for this to take place, um, for this, this process to occur. And then also creating forums, you know, where, where men can talk to other men, where men can talk to women, where women can talk to men, where transgender can talk to women and men, so on and so forth, um, and create much more of a dialogue. Uh, because out of that dialogue, you know, springs understanding, and from that understanding springs an elevated society. And, that, you know, I think that's what we're really looking for is an elevated society where everybody is equal um, and everybody has the same opportunity. I had that myself at one point. I'll kind of divert off a second. I had that myself at one point with a men's discipleship group at my parish and my church and they, we met once a week on Thursday nights and a lot of guys really looked forward to it. Like, you know, for some people like me, it was, you know, the one night I had off and that's what I did on my night off. I was at work a lot of nights too. And, and for me at that point in my life, that was, that was my night off. And, and for other guys in that group too, it was their night off. And that was what they looked forward to doing. And we did a lot of Bible study, but it also, which was very important and had a lot of conversations about faith, but it also became almost like a support group for men and a support group for guys that are, you know, in that case, really trying to live out being a real man in a world that's very complicated, trying to live out, you know, those core aspects of the Catholic faith and trying to walk the path, so to speak. And it was a really awesome thing until it ended. Um, and they kind of made some shifts to the program and changed it to uh, Saturday mornings, which is very difficult for me to make. So mm-hmm. my time with, with that came to an end because uh, I work every Saturday. And uh, that Saturday morning window is when I get, you know, a couple things done before I, I work the rest of the day. So that, that for me became something that I couldn't do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it was a form. When you said that form, it was a form for people to, you know, get together and really – uh, share what they had going on in their lives, you know, share some of the challenges of trying to live, you know, in, in, a, in a certain way, being a role model to, to children and you know, all the things that men are asked to do, you know, provide, you know, trying to help men maybe that are in between jobs, you know, giving them ideas to find mm-hmm. work, things like that. Um, it was a very, very powerful, you know, experience. And I made some lasting friendships, which I think was the point of it in my own life, because I went for years until it stopped. And, um, you know, so over that period of time, like two, three years, I, it was more like three years, I uh, gained a lot of friendships from that, that, you know, I'm still obviously going strong today. Um, how are both the uh, warrior archetype and the magician archetype most commonly misunderstood uh that's that's the first part of the next question so how are both the warrior archetype and the magician archetype most commonly misunderstood and then the second part is why is it important for men to have a life purpose yeah yeah um well i'll I'll start with the warrior um because that's 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 a pretty obvious one um you know uh the the shadow side of of the warrior can absolutely wreak the most havoc. You know, the, the warrior is the doer. Uh, and, and the warrior um, swings the biggest stick, so to speak. Um, so, you know, when that is expressed, um, you know, in, in terms of, let's say, its, its shadow aspect or its um, puerile aspect, 
you know, it, it's really a lot of, of strength and energy that can run amok very quickly. Um, you know, also there's, there's an evolutionary aspect to the warrior where, you know, back in, back in the day when uh, saber tooth tigers were running around, you, you really wanted that warrior around. <laughs> he was pretty important. We probably wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for warriors. <laughs> Um, but, you know, uh, evolution played a bit of a cruel trick on the warrior because there aren't many saber-toothed tigers running around these days. So, you know, there's there's a lot of this pent-up warrior energy um, that can really go astray. Uh, it, it's in us. Uh, it's the way it is. Uh, you can't wish the warrior energy away. If you try to if you try to tamp it down, it's like trying to put the lid on a volcano. It's, it's going to blow up. It's not going to be pretty. Um, so you really need the warriors is perhaps the most important to uh, to cultivate uh, in terms of achieving that that high-minded, mature aspect of the archetype, uh, where the warrior becomes more of a spiritual warrior, fighting for what's right, fighting for equality, fighting against corruption, um, that sort of thing, um, and just you know doing what they believe in, doing what they're passionate about, not just sitting back and letting things happen. Um, you know, and in fact, uh, these days, I would say the feminist movement is very much expressing the warrior within themselves, uh, and rightly so. Um, so moving on to the magician, uh, you know, sort of the, the shadow side of the magician is uh, the trickster, the manipulator. Um, you know, someone who's selling false dreams uh, or, you know, a, a bill of goods who's just quite, quite, quite frankly, dishonest, um, who, you know, pulls the wool over people's eyes. Um, however, you know, the magician uh, done right, you know, actually pulls back the curtain of, of that which we don't understand and, and teaches us the inner workings of things. Most importantly, our own inner workings. Um, and, and the truth of things and, and shows us things objectively and perhaps guides us to right decisions and, and really helps us see the truth within ourselves. Um, shameless plug, uh, I feel like I often um, express the magician in, in my coaching um, in terms of just, you know, exposing inner workings and being objective and, and everything um, along those lines. Um, you know, and it's... <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. plug. There you go. It's all good. You're coming on the show, you know. Gonna help you out. No, no, it was it was really just to illustrate how it shows up in my own life. Um, But um, you know, in in finding that truth within ourselves, you know that that brings me to purpose, um, and and why it is so important for men to have a life purpose. Uh, And quite simply, you know, it's important because it connects you to something greater than yourself. Um, and that's, that's the difference between, you know, being the hero of the story uh, in your own head and being a spiritual warrior who fights for righteousness and equality. Um, you know, it, it elevates your worldview uh, behind, beyond the confines of your own mind. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really the key to maturation is finding something greater than yourself um, that you can essentially um, serve and become a conduit for, well, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and in so doing, you really tap into this power 
uh, and capability that's greater than yourself. And that's, that's really, you know, what allows you to move um, those proverbial mountains, let's say, uh, you know, that's, that's where miracles happen. That's where the magic happens. That's the good stuff. It's 747 here on the East Coast where I am in New Jersey. It's 547 where Rick is in the mountains of Colorado. You are listening to Undivided here on the Life Coach Radio Network. 646-716-9397 is the phone number to call in. Audible.com is our sponsor. Undividedshow at gmail.com is the email address. I check it throughout the show if you'd like to send in a question for Rick or myself. It's very important to have a life purpose. I, I spend a lot of time with that, um, with different people and uh, the full-time work that I do and trying to prepare them for personal development and talking to them about, you know, what is your purpose in life? Where are you going from here? Uh, what are you looking to achieve? And, you know, where are your gifts and talents and how do you think they'll match up? So that's very important. I'm glad that you you know, shed some light there and, and kind of tied the two things together. How can the archetypes of king and lover, so now we did warrior and magician, so now this question is how can the archetypes of king and lover be best utilized by men to bring harmony and unity to their jobs, families, and relationships? Yeah, great question. Uh, and, you know, the, <laughs> the king and the lover are a great team. <laughs> they really... They really, really work well together, um, you know, because with that with that king energy, um, and and I think it's easy to see where this is applicable, both uh, or I should say across uh, one's job, one's family, one's uh, romantic relationships is, um, you know, is is a very generative energy. It's um, you know, it's it's about creation, and uh, and you know, not only. Um, you know, creating with this incredible King energy, but using it to unite. Um, And, you know, you can see where in the workplace done correctly, um, you know, it's this amazing energy that you can manifest and then, you know, empower everybody else with it and unite everybody else with it. Um, And then, you know, when combined with the lover, because the lover is, is great, at, uh, at tempering the, the king energy, which can um, at sometimes be seen as, as slightly aggressive. Um, you know, the, the lover comes in with this, this passion for life um, and this, this desire to experience. Um, and, and even more so than that, this, this sense of oneness, this we're all in this together. Um, that creates a compassion uh, and a connection to other people. So, you know, if you're on the job and, and you're manifesting this amazing generative king energy and tempering it with the, the compassion and the, um, you know, the, the desire for connection of the lover, you know, really amazing things can happen. Really incredible teamwork. Um, and that goes to the family as well uh, and, and relationships especially. Um, you know, obviously the lover would play a, a very... <laughs> very key uh, um, position in that relationship. And it's between, you know, those, those twin entities that the lover manifests of passion and compassion that really, really uh, true love resides. Um, and then, you know, if you can, you know, top that off, <laughs> so to speak, with a little, little dose of the king, um, you know, that's, that's that steady hand, the, the, the organizer, 
the uniter of all the other energies, especially the lover energy and the director of that lover energy towards something, you know, greater than yourself. Um, it, it's really an amazing combo. That sounds amazing. It's very, it's very neat. Really, really interesting stuff. Uh, what is the role of coaching? You know, we're, we're at Life Coach Radio Network, so I always like to circle back at some point in the show. Um, so I ask a question like this or similar to this. Uh, this one's a little longer, um, the, this question coming up. But I always try and circle back to the role of coaching. If my guest is not also a coach, I handle that, you know, portion of the program. Uh, but it's very important to connect all this. What is the role of coaching in providing assistance to clients that might be seeking a better understanding of masculinity and clients that might be struggling with their perception of the role of men? Yeah, great, great question. And, and it's one that I, I do deal with quite a bit, um, you know, because there's a lot of uncertainty out there. You know, the, the, the whole idea of this podcast is what is a real man? And I, and I think there are a lot of uh, men out there that are uncertain. You know, is it this, uh, highly compassionate aspect, or should I be out there in the woods swinging an axe around? Um, and then, you know, there, there, there may not be a right or wrong answer for any particular person there, but, um, you know, the, the objectivity and the, the openness and the non-judgment that the uh, coaching, coaching relationship opens up for a man uh, can really invite them uh, to explore you know, all the aspects of their psyche um, and perhaps see, you know, which of these archetypes are, are showing up, which of them aren't showing up, uh, which are, are you know, uh, seeing their most mature, highly conscious expression uh, in what aspects of their lives might they be diving into uh, a more boy psychology aspect of, of their psyche. Um, and, you know, if the willingness is there, you know, we can work on different of these archetypes in their psyche to, you know, create, uh, as I sort of mentioned at the top, this, this amazing alchemy that can take place when, when all four of these archetypes are really firing on all cylinders and operating uh, in their highest aspect. Um, also, you know, I, I think they can provide a blueprint how to live uh, a fully realized uh, highly joyful and rewarding life. Um, and ultimately, you know, I, I think it can also inspire men to, to follow their hearts. Uh, you know, stop living by some arbitrary standard of, of real manliness, quote unquote, for sure, big time, and, uh, and start living, you know, according to their own rules and to their, their own, what their own heart is telling them uh, and their own higher consciousness. So I, I think it's really valuable in that role. Yes. And, and the work that I do, you know, with people is, you know, talking about like, like the magician dedication to a job or, or, or a vocation, you know, having a life mission or purpose, as we discussed before, you know, getting a mentor, very important thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The creative side of them, right. Getting a mentor is really important, right? Big time. Uh, real important aspect of this, the, the creativity of the magician. I can, you know, really empathize and kind of uh, uh, really uh, connect with because of the creative work that I do. 
uh, on one side of what I do and, and then having patience with people, which I'm, I'm asked to do every day. So I, I can see it in some of these things, using your gifts, you know, standing up to injustice. So I see the warrior aspect there being relentless about something and talking to people about, right, connecting this in their own life. You know, what are you going to get, you know, passionate about? What are you going to get, you know, that idealism aspect? What are you going to stand up for? Um, When are you going to slow down and consume less and invest in in relationships and grow them. Uh, all those things, we think about the lovers, so all those things coming into to this uh, in coaching is part of what we take clients through and what Rick can do for you and his practice. I help people with personal development and career transitions of different types, trying to connect people to work that's going to fulfill them and, you know, sustain them from, you know, in a variety of ways, both giving them dignity and then also obviously helping them pay the bills. So uh, we're at the point of the show, um, uh, Rick, where we're going to enter the, uh, the common ground piece. Um, and then we do have a couple of email questions. So I want to get to those too. Um, I think I'm going to do the email questions first and then because I'm looking at how they will all connect. Uh, so we have an email question about the spiritual connection. So where does the spiritual connection fall into place within the archetypes? Um, I guess they read in your bio that you had a spiritual connection that helped you in, in your mid-career focus scenario that when you transition, change gears. How important is it to have a spiritual connection? Uh, in, in my opinion, um, it, it really depends on the individual. Um, you know, I've, I've met people... Uh, and men uh, included, that have an unbelievable sense of higher purpose, um, that that serve something greater than themselves, yet are atheists, um, you know, yet yet don't believe in a, in a higher power. But their their spiritual connection is such that you know there it could be just humanity, uh, it could be connectedness itself. Um, I do think. Uh, that that connection to something bigger is is a key component. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be spiritual. That's how it, it um, manifested itself in in my life. I I ascribe to a, a higher benevolent energy. Um, but you know, it could be anything. It could be nature. It could be humanity. It could be science. Um, it, it could be any sort of higher power that expands your horizons. And, and creates a broader outlook uh, that ties you into some deeper sense of purpose. Um, you know, you mentioned legacy earlier, Frank. Um, you know, it, it's something that ties you into something greater than yourself uh, that leaves, leaves a lasting mark. Um, and, and often that does manifest itself as, as a spiritual connection, um, most, most definitely. That's, that's how it did in my life. But... Um, you know, for, for somebody out there who isn't spiritual, it is completely attainable as well. Um, a, a deeper sense of purpose and connection is, is possible with anything that you're passionate about and that you feel in your heart of hearts. Thank you for that answer. Um, I hope that helps the listener. Uh, the other one is here, what archetype or archetypes do you resonate with? 
myself. Uh, yes, sir. Mo- <laughs> most, most definitely the magician. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've always been, uh, I, I, I like to think a, a bit of a, um, a bit of an alchemist and I, and I love, love the interplay, uh, of the different archetypes. And it's really the magician that, uh, pulls those strings. Now that, that sounds too, <laughs> too maniacal. Um, it's, it's the magician that calculates, um, or, or even feels or intuits, um, you know, what the, what the correct, uh, response is. And, and by response, I mean, you know, should I, should I bring the King online here or, you know, do I need to bring the warrior online with a little dose of, of lover in this situation? Um, and also I just, I love the, the inner workings of things. Um, I love to try and understand things on a, on a deeper level than just surface, uh, which is why I love coaching, uh, which is why, like I said, I, I really harness a lot of that magician impulse uh, when I'm coaching because I'm, I'm genuinely curious about what's going on. Uh, and then, you know, then the, the lover and, and the king come online because I genuinely want, I genuinely feel compassion for people and I genuinely want to empower people and, and make their lives better. But it's the magician that really pushes those buttons. It is. It's true. I, you know, if I can take a stab at the uh, question, I, I know they had directed it to you. Um, I see uh, all four in myself and it's almost like the energy levels that we study when we study the ELI, you know, mm-hmm. their, their interplay there is really fascinating because at certain points of the day, I see a lot of one versus another, you know, I'll say, Oh, that was uh, <laughs> to me, very warrior of me, you know, um, you know, then, uh, another aspect, you know, every morning I work out. So the, the warrior aspect of fitness, you know, I see that, um, yeah. and this, the assertiveness, right. So I see at different points of the day, you know, the discipline from the King, you know, uh, being a protector, being very centered, you know, that all comes from the King, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, good word there. Right. Avoiding distractions and possessions. Like I tend to just, I'm very focused right now on what I want to do um, yeah. and where I want to be. So really interesting. Thank you. For yeah. The, the, uh, the king is, is that well. steady hand that, that guides the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm, and I hope that helped the, uh, the listener as well. Um, and the other listeners out there. Uh, that we're blessed to have along with us um, here tonight. <clears throat> so the final piece to our show, um, Ricky made it, uh, is the uh, Common Ooh. Ground segment. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how do we find uh, common ground between those who uh, have had their lives impacted by men behaving like boys, which we've touched on throughout the program, people who feel that we have eliminated, quote-unquote, true manliness from society, which some people feel that way, and men who feel like they are living with integrity yet are being stereotyped by society. I know guys have shared that with me in recent days with everything going on. Like I'm trying to live the right way and people look at me and think, cause I'm a guy, I'm going to act this way. What are the. F- of the importance of living as a true gentleman at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, this is, this is the toughie. Um, and I, I like how you use true gentleman there. 
Um, although, you know, e- even with that, there, there's probably those that uh, would argue there's an aspect of even being a gentleman that's, that's antiquated and, and outdated. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, that's the next, maybe that's the next podcast. I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, there's, I think there's a certain um, understanding, you know, that, that needs to be reached, um, you know, where, where common ground uh, begins with, with personal responsibility coupled with, with mutual respect uh, for the individual. And I, I think it's really important to, to say the individual there. Um, because I think something that's sorely lacking in our society today is is a willingness to uh, get to know an individual or understand an individual or just be open to to a person. It's it's very easy in our our highly polarized partisan world to just look at somebody in a particular box and then view them as the other. Uh, and it really diminishes everybody's humanity. Um, you know, if you're doing it, you're diminishing your own humanity because you're, you're lopping out a whole aspect of your life that's really, really valuable. And that's, uh, you know, finding out who other people really are, connecting with them. Uh, it really prohibits that deeper human connection. Um, but to get back to you know, how the common ground, um, you know, can, can come to be, um, you know, we, we all have to have our own personal responsibility and take care of our own business and, um, you know, not, not play the blame game. Um, you know, we've, we've all been wounded. We've all been hurt. We all have our own particular, um, story and it's every single one of them is absolutely 100% valid. Um, but playing the game, the blame game, or um, thinking in terms of, of thinking uh, is not serving yourself, and it's not serving uh, anybody else that you may be putting into a box with that. Um, so there's, there's a personal responsibility aspect of it. At the same time, you know, that responsibility extends to maintaining res- that respect for others and their experiences and, and not putting them in that box and, uh, and not categorizing them uh, based on what you, you know, what is presented in a physical form <laughs> before you. Um, you know, if, if we can just, you know, crack that, you know, divide, that partisan divide, that political divide, that gender divide, and, and just look at individuals, not man, not woman, um, not black, not white, just individuals, um, you know, that's where you can begin to see how everybody's unique experience is, is valid to their unique, uh, you know, set of circumstances. Um, and, you know, to, to kind of uh, keep it relevant to the idea of, of masculinity and, and, you know, being a, a good man or, or a true man, you know, men, we, we absolutely need to increase our efforts uh, to raise our consciousness. Um, and, you know, you mentioned mentorships, uh, to be mentors for other men, to just connect with other men, to um, try to guide other men uh, and help that boy psychology evolve. 
into that man's psychology, especially here in America. Um, you know, we need to create structures, um, you know, like, like boys and girls clubs or men's support groups um, that create a forum and a structure where this can take place, where you can see the right way to do things. Um, and that's, you know, like, again, this, this episode is coming from that perspective. So, you know, that's what we as men can do to help bridge this divide and find that common ground is, is first and foremost, uh, find that higher consciousness uh, and the higher resonating aspects of these archetypes within ourselves. Um, and if we do that, you know, that's taking care of our side of the street. That's being personally, personally responsible. And that's respecting others. That's what naturally comes from, you know, honoring the higher aspects of, um, of these archetypes. Um, so that's, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> that's a great answer. Really is. Um, very, very thorough and very important, good information. Um, Rick Harrigan, thank you so much for being on. Uh, I want you to now uh, talk about, you know, thank you for lending your expertise to the subject, uh, talking about these uh, archetypes and, and how they interplay. And the alchemy, that's a very cool word, very interesting way of putting it. Um, I'd like for you to uh, just uh, talk a couple minutes to the audience about uh, what you have going on about you, about your practice and um, any events you have going on or uh, things that you have maybe upcoming uh, and how we can reach you. Sure thing. Um, so as, as Frank mentioned, I do uh, career and, and life purpose coaching uh, for men, um, and especially uh, mid-career men, mid-life men who, um, you know, may may be experiencing some some disconnect or some turmoil or some indecision. Um, I like to say that uh, I was lucky enough, uh, fortunate enough, blessed enough to experience a, a midlife awakening rather than a midlife crisis, and uh, I'm happy to say that my life is better than it's ever been. Uh, I have to pinch myself every morning and I'm not even kidding about that. Um, but, um, you know, I, I was just mentioning, um, how we need to have more structures in place. Um, and you mentioned, you know, Frank, a, a forum, uh, a place where men can talk about what's going on in their lives and, uh, and share their experiences, their triumphs, their difficulties, uh, with other men, because I think something very powerful happens there. You know, if, if you think of that, that old tribal image um, of, a, of a bunch of men sitting around in a, in a sweat lodge or something like that, undergoing these deeply uh, religious, spiritual experiences together, um, you know, there's, there's something very powerful that happens there. Um, uh, so to that end, I, I am actually... Uh, in the process of creating a group called the Men's Energy Network, or MEN for short, um, that's going to be uh, just that forum. Uh, and I'm actually looking to recruit coaches nationwide to uh, help facilitate these forums uh, and just create this really loose uh, conglomerate of, of high-minded, uh, amazing places where men can go and explore themselves, explore their psyches, and, and try to become better men um, and try to become more highly conscious men and, and more open and honest and 
you know, as, as I also said at the top, you know, if, if you want to be real, you got to feel, and you know, it's, it's amazing what happens when men allow themselves <laughs> to actually feel their emotions amongst other men. It's, it's insane. Um, you know, just sort of the catharsis and the opening uh, that can take place. It's, it's really magical. Um, so that's, that's the big thing I've got going on. Um, that's going to be, um, I'm starting a local group here within the next month. And then the idea is to just start rolling it out nationwide uh, in the new year and just really try to build this thing. Just try and raise the consciousness, uh, you know, one man at a time, one group at a time. And, um, you know, create, create a forum where, you know, these archetypes can really take root and, you know, men can transition into their highest consciousness. That's really wonderful. Um, uh, really interesting that you're going to be taking that on. That's, uh, uh, you know, a heck of an undertaking, a very important one. I was going to say, you know, if you want to start a forum, uh, you know, start one, you know, go out yeah. there and, and be in your community and get activated and, you know, get out there and, and help others, uh, you know, get out of your own heads. As Rick said before, you know, I've talked a lot on this show about, you know, what my grandfather used to say all the time, you know, the problem with, with people generally speaking is they're good people, but we're stuck in the six inches in front of our windshield, so to speak. <laughs> so you see that and that's it, you know, that, that space, you know, between, and, and and that's all that we can see. It's very tunnel-visioned, uh, and that can create a, a, a lot of issues where we're kind of closed off. And to be united and to be truly undivided, we we need to be out there and we be, need to uh, be connected uh, to each other. You know, um, I, I honor respect the diversity of all of our listeners out there, as, as my listeners would know. I know that people have many differing beliefs and different beliefs. Uh, you know, myself personally, I believe that spirituality and masculinity go hand in hand. Um, I know some people might think of them as oppositional, um, and I see myself and the gifts that have been given to me by God and uh, the gifts that have been given to me and and forged within me and, and the love that has been put within me uh, can go out and, and can spread in the community around me. Uh, so get out there, get out of your own heads, you know, get a spiritual connection to, to something to, to spend some time uh, talking to God, spend some time uh, developing a life purpose, uh, you know, spend some time out there with other men, yeah, it's a very important thing too, um, and talking to other people and getting to know them and their their viewpoints. You know, I it kept coming back to me, and I have to mention it. You know, throughout this episode and planning for this episode, Rick, I kept thinking of Tim Allen and Home Improvement. You know uh-huh. how some of that was a full display. You know that that our our our. You know, and then he goes <laughs> totally. and can't even fix the dishwasher in his own house. You know, and he's got his this show, and uh, he's got tool time. Everything in this house is broken and like that humility there, yet that I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to fix the dishwasher, you know, that famous episode. And totally. It's classic like, oh, stuff. No. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> absolutely classic stuff. stuff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it just kept coming back to me and I had to mention it. I was going to let it go. It's in my notes. And it just kept circling back. And Tim Allen, I love it. Home and I was, 
it's fully on display. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a warrior, and I'm gonna do this and that. You know, and then the humility of failing at all those things, and how you're still, you know, gonna get up the next day and try again. You know, that's, yep. you know what, what guys do. You know? Yeah, yeah, it, it's funny. I was, uh, I was just talking to my uh, my personal coach today. Um, you know, about, about this episode. And I, I think I had mentioned to you that I just finished uh, renovating my basement and, you know, yes, yeah. <laughs> and doing it myself. And, and prior to that, I was not what you would exactly call a, a handyman. So it was, uh, you know, it, and I was saying that it was, it was all warrior, man. <laughs> I mean, it was just perhaps stubbornly so, <laughs> just really just digging so deep and, and really just living that humility. And, and I, I was Tim Allen down there, <laughs> you know, there were times I was just fumbling around just this clueless warrior shooting nails into the wall and, you know, figuring it out. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's, that's the difference maker is, is, is not giving up and, and using all of your skills and bringing it all to bear and, you know, just getting up that next day and putting my tool belt on and going back down there and fumbling around some more. Was, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I did too. Here it was like coming to me and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to take it there. You know, it's uh, <laughs> to have a couple of laughs too, you know, about, Definitely. Oh man, we've all done it. You know, uh, thank you for being uh, <laughs> on it a couple minutes. And, uh, you know, if you're ever back in, in New Jersey, back in, in your home country, you know, uh, uh, give me a call. We'll get, grab some pizza or some, do something or a pork roll, something traditionally New Jersey. Uh, uh, I would love that. You know, you can uh, you can take the kid out of Jersey, but you cannot take the Jersey out of the kid. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. And if you'd like to help out uh, Rick with the um, on a uh, another light here, I just want to mention it before I forget. If you want to help out Rick with the Men's Energy Network, uh, Rick, when's the where's the best way to get a hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Do yeah, like the best uh, the best way to get a hold of me would be uh, just email me. Um, you can do that via my website threepillarscoaching.com, or uh, just email me directly at rick at threepillarscoaching.com, and that's the number three. Uh, and in case you're curious, the three pillars are power, passion, and purpose. Wow, wonderful stuff. Thank you so much for joining the dialogue and the conversation here at Undivided. And you know, I'm glad we could have a couple laughs too along the way. <laughs> Thank you for laying out, you know, uh, as we said, two guys from Jersey, you know, laying out some things for people. <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple knuckleheads from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to change the world one one person at a time. Oh, man. Thank you so like much a movie. for coming on. Frank, thank it you so really much is. for having me. I, I really appreciate it. It was it was a total pleasure. I had a blast, and um, I, I I truly thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. You can stay on, or you can jump off. It's totally up to you. I'm going to wrap up the show. Do a couple of things I got to do here on my side. Uh, upcoming show promotions. Enjoying life on purpose. Kimberly Fraser show. Enjoying life on purpose. Thursday nights. 7 p.m. on the Life Coach chat channel. Check the website uh, for the next episode. That's Enjoying Life on Purpose with Kimberly Frazier, 
Thursday night, 7 p.m. on the Life Coach chat channel. Again, replenish me one week from tonight. Cordelia Gaffar, replenish me. Wednesday the 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Live, that's a live show, Wednesday, October the 10th. And then Holy Shift, that's Holy Shift like you're shifting a car. Barb Heenan, Leslie Pichotti, Holy Shift, Wednesday, October 17th. That's two weeks from today. They're a morning show, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. here in the East on the Life Coach Radio Network. That's Holy Shift, like an energy shift. Barb Heenan, Leslie Pichotti, Wednesday, October 17th, 8 a.m. Central, which is 9 a.m. here in the East. And that's a good segue to my next show. My next show is Wednesday, October the 17th, that night, live at 7 p.m., episode number 32 of Undivided Comes Your Way with special guest, Mark Fechner, that's Mark Fechner, employment divide, show that's touched everybody, probably invariably at one point or another. Mark is an employment coach and specialist. Mark Fechner, episode 32, the unemployment divide, a show I've been looking forward to for a while. And as you all know, I don't normally do do this. Excuse me, I'm going to do some uh, public service things before we sign off, especially with everything going on in Indonesia right now and still with with Hurricane Florence. Uh, But I had some exciting news of my own today. Uh, I had a lot of interest in in my practice, uh, my coaching website, which is Frank Chimbaduri Coaching, professionalcoaching.com, frankchimbadurycoaching.com, and Frank Chimbaduri Professional Coaching on Facebook. But I um, published a book today. Book number two came out, as some of the listeners know, that's been long awaited. Book number two came out on Amazon today, and that is Reflections on the Passions, A Modern Guide to the Stations of the Cross by yours truly, Frank J. Maduri. Go to Amazon, type in Frank Maduri, you'll find it there. That's Reflections of the Passion, A Modern Guide to the Stations of the Cross. Zero, the end of prostate cancer, 888-245-9455. That's zero, the end of prostate cancer, 888-245-9455 or zerocancer.org. Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338 www.samaritanspurse.org. Give to those in Indonesia. They're doing a lot of work there right now. And so is MAP International. That's M-A-P, MAP International, 800-225-8550. That's 800-225-8550. They have the Hurricane Florence emergency packs, and they also are doing a lot of work in Indonesia right now after all the typhoons and everything going on there. www.mapmap.org. So live undivided, get out of your own heads, go out there, create some forums, talk to other men, be a role model or mentor for somebody, live in a way that is truly with integrity and respect and love for everyone around you. And that's how you will live truly undivided. This has been episode number 31 of Undivided Masculinity and being a real man with Rick Harrigan. I thank Rick. I thank the audience, everyone listening near and far from the bottom of my heart. For Russ Terry, for Trina Ramsey, for Danica Treble. Until I see you guys again in a couple of weeks with Mark Fechner, as always, be blessed and be well. <laughs>